Welcome to the Happy You're Here podcast. In this show, we talk about tools, techniques, and ideas to help us live more fulfilling lives. In this episode, we have Ryan Stanley, who is a lifelong entrepreneur. Now he is an author, and he is a life and self-leadership coach. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Um, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about the new book that you have coming out? Sure, happily. Craig, first of all, I want to just uh, create some gratitude to you. And uh, I'm happy that you're happy I'm here. I'm happy I'm here as well. Yeah, so thank I'm you so for having happy me. <laughs> yeah, me too. So, yeah, Ryan Stanley, I am a lifelong entrepreneur. I just recently published my first book. It's called Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful a first aid kit for the emotional bumps, scrapes, and bruises of life. Uh, it is exactly as the subtitle indicates. It is a, a quick first aid kit. If you're having a tough day, you know, I am not one who loves to read. I think there's some amazing books out there that will change your life. And so I'm not taking away from the value of important long books as much as I'm just sharing that my brain does not always make it to the end of them. <laughs> <laughs> so as a coach for the past, you know, life, life coach for the past decade plus, I've seen some common themes in my clients, in my clients, in my own self-growth, uh, yeah. in my friends, and my family, right? And there are some pretty basic, and I don't say that in a belittling sense, but some basic stuff, if you think about it, concepts of patience, presence, and joy, and, and some of these little things that we can all control, but we don't make the time to, that are holding us back from being the best versions of ourselves. Right. And um, so, so I was like, okay, so I would love it. If I'm having a tough day, I don't want to sit down and read 300 pages of something that is, you know, that, that could serve me, but it's really going to take sure, me much longer yeah. than I'd like it to, right? So I wanted something that, listen, if I'm having a tough day or there's other people out there like me who are having a tough day, you could just pick it up. It's really, it was, was created in, in two ways. One, that you can read straight through it and you could probably read it in about 35 minutes. It's intentionally made to be short and you can take away some, some step-by-step active things that you can actually utilize nice. every day. But then B, it's also physically made as a first aid kit to the sense where if you're, if, let's just say you already read it, and you yeah. want to pick it up and you're having a tough moment. And at some point you can pick it up. Every single page is literally designed to have something on it that could stand out to you as the message you're supposed to hear today, as some first aid in a moment of stress, as some, um, you know, something there's, there's illustrations, there's quotes, there's highlighted passages from myself. There's, you know, so it's literally, and it's small for those who are seeing this on video. I mean, something you literally can hold in your hand, ladies, oh, you can carry nice. in your purse. You know, you open it to any given page at the end of each chapter, there's band-aids, which are little type of things that, that can help you. So it's my... You know, as a lifelong entrepreneur, it was something that I, that I created to serve others, but uh, in an easy way, I suppose. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think that's awesome. That's, you know, um, you know, there's obviously plenty of books that you could read that are 300 pages as long as they have a yeah. lot of great value in them. So it's cool to be able to fill, you know, potentially a need that, you know, people that have short attention spans. I'm also I love reading and I read a lot um, to get me to sit down and finish reading one book uh, without <laughs> starting 12 other ones is an impossible yeah. task. Uh <laughs> Uh, I actually have authors pretty often that I've connected with um, through the show or just through life that will yeah. send me their books to read. And I fully want to read their books and I love their book and I'm reading it and I'm like, this is amazing. This is incredible. You know, this has such an interesting perspective on the universe, whatever. But about halfway through, I find myself picking up another book and starting yeah. to read that and being like, I gotta remember to read that person's book and get it finished so that I can have them, you know, on the podcast or whatever. Like, yeah. So... Maybe I'll be able to read yours quickly, and then I think uh, so. This one I will solve that, so, that that challenge for you, Craig. Wonderful. Um, there was something I was going to add. Oh yeah. So my thing is like sometimes I'll read, and I, I don't not like reading. In fact, I love Audible as well. I like listening to good books. But sometimes mm -hmm. I'll get my challenge with reading is that I'll be reading, and then like my brain goes somewhere else. Like it's, a, it's such a great concept that I start thinking about other things. Sure. And then yeah. I have to read the same page again, and then I start thinking about something else, and I have to read the same page again, and then you know five times I'm reading the same page. I'm like, okay, maybe we'll just maybe we'll come back. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it happens to me all the time. Like as I, 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 I journal. My practice at night is to journal and read. And sometimes yeah. those things can be at odds because I'm reading and I'm, I'm just like, I want to journal about this idea. And maybe I read a sentence. I made a sentence of progress in the book. And it spun me off into this entire like journaling prompt, which is not a bad thing. Like that's not to yeah. say that's, you know, that's amazing if a book can do that. And, and you yep. know, maybe one sentence is that profound. Um, and I'm very grateful to have found books that and continue to read books that are like that. But it's. And, that, and that's also just adds to the point of journaling, right? It's like, OK, taking what's in the brain and putting it somewhere else so that it's actually becoming a creation and a thought that is not just lost to the noggin. The yeah, right absolutely. There. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just the constant, you know, flow of thoughts that are coming and going. And yeah. uh, I find it helps me slow down. You know, I have a lot of, you know, very um, restless thoughts. I practice a lot of mindfulness meditation and, and it's, yeah. you know, becomes very obvious, like how many thoughts are just like flowing all the time and spiraling yeah. out in different directions. And it's like, they're not doing anything because they're just leading to another thought, leading to another thought, leading to another thought, where when you right. journal, it forces you to slow down a little bit and actually give some credence to like each thing that you're writing out. And it's cool because it gives you an opportunity to question it as if someone else is saying it. If I, if I have a thought and it's like, you know, maybe a self-talk or something sure. and I go to write it out and I'm like, I then have a moment of that is true or that is not true. And then I can, you know, where if it's just running in your brain, you might have that, you know, let's say it's negative self-talk or something, just spiraling out of control, just right. whispering that. Taking on a life of its own. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's a journaling is like one of the first things that I always recommend people try to pick up if they're interested in self-improvement or interested in, in living a more fulfilling life. Totally. And, you know, with that, you, you know, there's a concept. So, I'm a, so the prologue of my book is it talks about being a creator. And okay. the fact that we're yeah. all creators and we're always creating something, right? So right mm -hmm. now you and I are creating two men recording an awesome podcast, right? When yeah. you wake up in the morning, if you decide to put on blue socks, blue pants, blue shirt, and a blue hat, you're literally creating a man dressed in blue. If you put on peanut butter and jelly on some bread and you put it together, you're creating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, right? We, we create words, we create laughter, we create music, we create art, we create businesses, we create conversation. If you put a bunch of words on, on in your journal and you put a period at the end, you just created a sentence. Right? So yeah. we're literally always and in always creating something. Um, right. The challenge is that we often create, to your point, stress. We create stress. We create anger. We create frustration. And th th that doesn't mean that's not valid. It's not valid mm -hmm. that, other, that, that, that you're feeling that way. Your, your body is creating these things. But the awareness that you are creating them is the first step. So yeah. the reason I brought this up as, as kind of part of our conversation is there's also, I think, when we when we think of something, um, if we to, to just leave it there and not write it down by actually writing it down, especially if it's something that you want to do or want to bring into life or sure, want to manifest yeah. by taking it from the brain, like into the hand and, and writing it down on paper, you're actually physically creating proof of its potential existence. It's mm -hmm. not that it wasn't there from a quantum level from your thought already, but by writing it down, you are adding some emotion. You are adding some physical intention. You are, there's actually some sort of a science behind it that I don't really, I think I might've read somewhere. I could speak the details sure. of, but, <laughs> yeah. but when you, when you physically, in fact, the difference between typing something and writing something, it, there is a difference. Um, I'm yeah. Not sure what it is, but, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, experientially, I think a lot of us maybe have experienced that. I certainly have, even with like taking notes. Like I, if I were to take notes in a notebook when I'm in a class or when I was in classes, I haven't taken a class yeah. in a long time, but, uh, you know, I would remember that always. And it's funny because I'm writing it down. I'm never going to read that, but the Ever. act of writing it down lodges it so deeply in my brain because it's like a physical activity. But if I, when I tried to type my notes, I didn't have that same experience at all. I couldn't remember it. There's really? something innate about 
writing versus typing. And maybe we just haven't evolved to like for to our brains. Level, to, the speed, yeah. You and yeah. I weren't born typing. You know, maybe someone that right. you know has been raised and they've been typing their entire life, they have a different yep. experience with that. I can remember yeah. learning to type. So it's like right. <laughs> not a not a um, you know, uh, primal experience for us. Oh, it's really, or just even a natural even like I mean you think about symbols, you think about like going back to the primal concept, like like drawing on walls or writing in the dirt yeah, or just ways right. to actually physically. We from evolved the brain alongside of that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Never, never thought of it that way. Right. New ideas coming out. We're creating. There we go. That's a high five. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there we go. I love that. (laughs) Um, Okay. So the the book, be patient, be present, be joyful. Joyful. Yep. Yes. I I see it up here and it says, be patient, be present, be joy. And it's cut off the rest of it. Uh, I was was like, be joy. I like that. I like that concept. I was going to say, you can be joy too. That's not a bad thing. I like to, I like to try to embody that. Um, But how do you get to those being the three kind of like pillars that you're you're pulling out in the book and how does that apply and like um, manifest itself in the book? So, you know, so if the prologue is that we are creators, right? And we mm-hmm. go to the concept of people creating stress and anxiety, right? So it is a first aid kit for emotional bumps and scrapes and bruises. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling stressed, we'll, we'll start with patience. So chapter one is be patient. So once we understand the concept that we're always creating and we, we often create stress, anxiety, frustration, those type of things, Chapter one talks a lot about typically, and not always by any means. In fact, that's probably more what chapter two will get into the other the other half. But the, you know, certainly half of m- much stress is caused by the the concept of there not being enough time. Mm-hmm. People feeling like they're not far enough along in their career. They're late for a, a meeting. They're they're whatever they they haven't had the right relationship yet. They're just not. They're sick. They're not feeling better now. Like there's there's so much stress that can be created from impatience. Yeah. People are starting their own business. You know, before this this uh, recording started, we, we actually talked about, you know, building your business and, and other people, entrepreneurs building their businesses, and that it takes years often to really get to the point right. where you're, you know, if you're doing it smart, you, you can make it through those first lean years of building any business. But it also does take patience and intention, right? But if you, you spent the whole time feeling frustrated about this not happening fast enough, and I'm not, these people aren't getting back to me or whatever, whatever your, your challenges may be, Right. You are creating impatience and you through that you're often creating stress. And so in any of these given moments, you can say to yourself, if I wanted to, how could I create patience right now? Right. So if you if you're able to disregard the challenges that you're spending all your time thinking about and instead just recognize right. the challenge yeah. that you're being impatient and ask yourself, you know, a, a great question of like how could I create patience right now? How would a patient person behave in this moment? Oh, I like what that. Does, yeah. Yeah. What does patience feel like? And if you're asking these questions from an objective standpoint and you're literally, how could I create patience right now? What would I feel like if I created patience right now? You actually, your brain starts to, wants to answer these questions, right? Because our brains, that's what they do. They, they answer questions. As long as we're asking the right ones, we'll, we'll be moving forward at a more efficient manner. Right. So if you're asking yourself things like, what does patience feel like? How would I be behaving right now if I was patient? Uh, and you start to, to create this and it might not be all day, every day, right? Rainbows and unicorns. But it might be that you you start with a minute at a time and then five minutes at a time and then you start to recognize more often when you're creating impatience and decide because now you know from previous experience what it's like to create patience. What do you think about, you know, I hear a lot about like positive affirmation. I've had people on the show talk about positive affirmation before. Sure. And I think uh, a problem that a lot of people have with that and implementing that in their real life or even starting it or seeing it, it, it make an impact is that, you know, it feels like you're lying, right? Like you... You know, if it's something that's so counter to your identity, like if I'm yeah. a stressed, I'm a busy person and I try to tell myself I am patient, I am calm, like 
those, yeah. my brain is going to fire up and say, that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. Totally. Um, and like some people say, just push through, just keep doing it. I like what you're saying here about like, okay, maybe I'm not that right now, but what if I were, what would that look like? Because that starts to create that space in your brain to build that identity. hundred percent. And the other piece to that is you could say it all day long, but if you're not feeling it in that moment, when you're saying your affirmations, it's really only doing and again, this is my own version, layman's version, but probably sure. you know a third of the work. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. I know it's scientifically, but I'm sure there are people right. that will tell you that were, you know, like that have measured brain waves or whatever that, that comes out. In fact, I don't know if you're, I'm assuming you're probably familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza. I was literally just going to bring that up. I was going to say yeah. about, yeah, how you have to feel the emotion of it is how totally. you actually, uh, which for someone that is not familiar with uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, do you want to introduce what that idea is just generally? Sure. He's obviously got, he's an actual doctor that does a lot of really um, objective studies on basically manifesting how our bodies react and how uh, emotion creates our realities, but. Uh, I mean, listen, I've been in personal development and personal growth for um, in some capacity, you know, 30 years, really mm -hmm. hardcore for like the past 10, getting better the last four have been, even, you know, I'm, I'm obviously constantly on my journey and growing, but I've been uh, like really dialed into Dr. Joe for the past six or seven months. And it's, it's leveled up my entire life in so many different ways I couldn't even tell you. Um, so this guy is like really my, he's my, he's my hero right now. Somebody asked me recently yeah. if I had a mentor and I said, if I did, you know, we don't really know each other in real life, but sure. you know, he would, he would be the guy. Like he's the guy that I, I paid the most attention to because he was, what I like most about him is he takes, you know, things like the law of attraction. He takes things like, um, the, the, what he says is I want to demystify the mystic, right? I want to take all these things that we don't really understand and really look at the science behind it. Look at what does your brain, what does your body physically do when you create gratitude? When you create yeah. joy, when you create compassion, like what what's the difference? What physically goes on in your body and your brain? What parts of your brain get activated? How does your heart actually change? You know what I mean? The, the, because again, he also talks about the different neurons that aren't just in your brain, but are in your heart and in your different energy centers throughout your body. So, and it's not like this woo-woo angels. And let me just tell you what I yeah. heard about one day from a mystic 3000 years ago. It's like, okay, we, we took some information based on cultures of thousands of years, but we also took science and look at what is actually happening. So all that is to say, that if you, if, he has a couple of books. One of them out there is called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, which is super huge. Uh, second one is called Becoming Supernatural. And so I'd recommend them for anybody out there who's looking to shift. I have on my uh, desk, You Are the Placebo. You Are the Placebo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also equally awesome. I don't know if how Anything you can get by this guy. It's yeah. a little bit heady. Like if you're not into like, oh, you know, yeah. there's a lot of science behind it. So you kind of have to. Again, I do it all on Audible, so I've had to listen to many He's of them. He's got videos and stuff, too, that yep. uh, make it all. He's got some great interviews, like, on a lot of different podcasts where that that's probably the best, like, introduction level is, like, Definitely. you know, interview with him on a podcast. It's a little more palatable and understandable. Yeah. yeah, right, yeah. But what he says is he says, you know, from so from a quantum level, right, our thoughts are literally things. Our thoughts do create waves of energy that come out of our mind that everybody kind of think knows that in some capacity. And so to go back to, like, okay, I'm saying I'm calm, I'm calm, I'm calm. But the thought is just a thing. But to your point, if you're then saying, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, or your energy, even if you're saying I'm calm is uh, you're still, like, frantic. holding that. Yeah, exactly. Totally. It's it's going to do the opposite. And even if it's not something as, as clearly as you put it as calm versus not calm, as opposed to successful or joyful, right? It doesn't mean you have mm -hmm. to be miserable or unhappy or feel like you, you suck at your job. But still, if you're not really feeling gratitude and genuine joy for the outcome that you are, are thinking about and saying, I am, it's going to take a lot longer. And the gratitude actually, the, the, these elevated emotions kind of are almost like fuel for the thoughts to push them out there and into, onto the quantum field a little bit deeper and, and bring them back to you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, so from the, 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 the patient 
portion to the be present. Yeah. How does that tie into each other? Yeah. So listen, so now you're you're no longer worried about the future not coming fast enough, right? You, you've decided to, and real quick, let me also just go back to patience for those sure. people yeah. listening. Patience doesn't mean sit around and do nothing by any means. Patience is not sit on my hands and just wait for it to happen. Oh, well. And that's, I think that's a, the challenge that people have that feel like, oh my gosh, I have to be patient. What am I being patient for? I don't want to just sit around and do nothing. I, you know, I've got stuff to do. And so it, it's like right. a, a, a fight against patience, right? And it's like, well, you know, if you could enjoy the moment, right? And this will, this will lead us to presence. If you can yeah. know that it's going to happen exactly as it's supposed to, right? I, I still have to do my job. I still have to show up to work. I still have to make the phone calls and, and do the emails and do the work that's necessary. But if I if I decide for a fact and I'm grateful for the outcome that what I'm choosing to manifest is going to happen at the time it's supposed to based on all the other factors that I really don't even understand, the billions of factors that are going on in the world with every single human that I have to interact with and all the economies and all these different things, whatever. If you decide sure. that, hey, this is going to happen one way or another, and I am grateful for that outcome, and my job is just to be here and do the work, then that is patience, right? It's not being frustrated or stressed because it's not happening soon enough. It's, it's being grateful that it's happening, right? right. stepping into yeah. it. I think so it's an important aspect, though, to, to point out and just to reiterate for a second is that, Please. you know, there is an aspect of doing the work, you know, like you can't just sit around and be like, well, give it to me, universe. Law of attraction. Yeah. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to manifest this thing. I think that's a misunderstanding about what the law of attraction is, what, you know, whatever the, the you know, framework you want to put around what that is, sure. is that, you know, I used to, I wrote earlier last year, I was in a bunch of debt. I was like sleeping on a uh, sleeping bag in an empty apartment. I was like grateful to have the apartment, but I was like, yeah. I don't have a bed. I don't have any furniture. I have no way of affording these things because I've funneled all this money into this business that's not working out. And just being like, I wrote on a piece of cardboard, it'll get better, just do the work. Yeah. And like emotionally connected to that every single day, I just got up and I was like, what is it that I can do today? Today, right now. And I can't, you know, build a successful business overnight. I can't fix everything overnight. But I know that if I just put in the work, I've seen enough other people do it, that if I just put in the work every single day or five, six days a week, like, yeah. I will get there eventually. And I just got to yeah. like, I'm not dying right now. So I'm fine. You know, might not right. be perfect, but I'm fine. <laughs> but I'm grateful gotta, for what yeah, I do have. Way worse than way, way better than so many others. Right. Absolutely, who also yeah. end up becoming extremely successful. Right. There, there are people, I always tell people, there are people who have done more with less. Right. That, Absolutely. That's a good way to, you know, always. Anyway. Yeah. So totally. And when you start, and that's the other thing. So that will tie right into presence, right. To, to your point. So today, what can I do today? Like, who am I right now in, in the grand scheme of things? Um, listen, man, I mean, when you wake up in the morning, there's gravity, there's oxygen, there's sunlight all here so that you can exist today. You know, what are you going to do with it? Like th that is the, the essential gift of life. Like literally it's heavy, but the, in a great way, but like yeah. this right here, this moment where you and I are connecting is a gift and it is like uh, consciousness experiencing itself and trying to, we have the opportunity to take that consciousness and do something powerful with it, not only for ourselves and for those we love, but for those who are surrounded us uh, or are able to witness it in some capacity, right? Mm -hmm. So I always say, listen, decide what you want to be, do something about it every single day and be the light you want to see in the world along the way. And you can't go wrong because in the grand scheme of things, if you're, if you're here now, so we'll take it back to presence. I know I keep saying that, but you know, <laughs> right now there is only now, right? That's all right. there ever is. It, it, yep. There's, and I'm sure you guys probably talked about this a lot in your, in your, your podcast, but Right. The, the past is just other nows that we remember. And typically we're not remembering them accurately. A. Right. Yeah. <laughs> B. And then there's now. 
And then future nows are, or the future is just nows that we anticipate more often than not based on our past. Right. So if we can take just the now and focus on the now and be here now, and people say, what are some tips for that? It's like, you know, recognize what all five of your sense are doing. What am I feeling? Can I feel air against my face? What am I hearing? What do I smell? What can I see? Can I recognize beauty in anything? Can I choose to recognize beauty in everything? And if I decided to, and again, that's something that takes practice as well. Absolutely. Like, you know, it's like yeah. something you hear people say all the time. Yeah. It's like, ah, well, that's, I'd like to. That's, that's like meditation practice and, and mindfulness practice, mindfulness meditation specifically is centered around that is getting in touch with your senses and what you're currently experiencing. And I think a lot of people have the misconception that like, it means that you have to erase all of your thought and never, and not think at all. And I'm doing it right. wrong if I have right. thoughts. I'm and judging like, myself immediately. Exactly. Which is so like, and, and that's why it can be important to have a teacher because someone can, you know, sit down and, and whether it's like a guided meditation on, you know, the waking up app with Sam Harris, or it's like actually having a teacher, uh, that can be very helpful because it's very frustrating early on when you start. It's a, it's a very rude awakening to realize how much of your life is ruled by just like completely uncontrolled thought. Yeah. And it's can be yeah. kind of like, oh man, I want to run away, run away from this, but. Which then turns into completely uncontrolled habits. And behaviors that you don't even know that you're doing, which are then whatever the word is, like um, acknowledge it, making those thoughts happen again. Yeah, right. I think that, you know, that's that's exciting. If you can tap into like an excitement about it, that like I have all this energy flowing around in my head and now I'm tapped in. I, I'm aware of it now and I haven't been aware of it before. And yeah, and it I'm, might seem like a lot, but like that's great. There's a lot of energy going on there. Now I can get to work with it and I can and to redirect that to a sense of awareness of how I feel in the present. And that is how you get into the present is those five senses. I want to be and the life I want to create. So much. Yeah. And when we stop looking at the past and that's not to say anybody that's had a wonderful life shouldn't be celebrate their, their past life or successes, or we shouldn't celebrate them and continue to grow from them. But, and this is me painting with a broad brush. There's so many people who don't do that. So many people just live in their past and spend so much time looking at it good or bad, that, but they're not creating anything new. They're not looking at the future. Anything they are in the future is typically based on the past. Right. So, Trying to recreate you know, an experience that has happened. That's a yeah. big thing that can lead to a lot of suffering or, uh, you know, try to run away from experience that has happened. Like just clinging totally. so hard to, I don't want that thing to happen again. And I will, everything in my present is, and every one Staring of my anxieties creating the future. It, and then you're creating the environment for that to happen over and over and over and over again. And then it starts yeah. to reiterate, you know, it's like a confirmation of like, you know, maybe people don't like me or, or women don't like, me. I see this a lot. You know, I actually have a relationship coach earlier next week that I'm talking to. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of people that I talk to that are like, you know, women, I will never have uh, a relationship with a woman because women just don't like me. Right. Well, if you continue to repeat that constantly to yourself, it's going right. to continue to stay true because you're going to find things to support that. And you're going to keep creating evidence, that experience. Evidence of that all, everywhere. And then you'll say yeah. it again. And then and it'll be like, it see, I told you. Right. I told you that people don't like me. I told you that I, you know, I screw everything up. I told you that whatever. And it's like, and then that just, and then unfortunately, you know, when someone is in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, it becomes much harder to dislodge those thoughts because you've been having That's it for so, so long. Well, you're literally creating like paths for your neurons, right? Your brain is like, someone explained to me once like a, um, like when you go down a hill on a sled, and you kind of carve out like the, the path. And then when you go yep. back down, it's easy to go back the same sled again, the same path over and over again. That's what happens with these thoughts. Uh, again, Dr. Joey says neurons that fire together, wire together. So yeah. it's our job and our responsibility to start focusing all that energy that you mentioned that is in our head 
I mean, once you know that it's not you, like the, the, I am not the energy in my head. In fact, I'm mm -hmm. not even the thoughts in my head. I am the one controlling those thoughts if I want to be. And I, I'm the observer and I could be the quantum observer and I can say um, I want to focus thoughts as often as possible on what my dream life feels like and looks like. And if I, if I think about that and create gratitude for it, I am it's funny because at that point, I'm then so happy just to be alive right now. It doesn't matter. And then those things, <laughs> yeah. then the opportunities fall into place to your point. Then those things start to unfold. And then you see that as an opportunity because, hey, I've been thinking about getting this a, a lot lately intentionally. Now somebody shows up in my life. That's not a coincidence, A. But B, even if let's say it was, actually, technically, the term coincidence means two things coinciding. So really, it is a coincidence. Yeah, right. Um, but, you know, it's not like an accident. That's probably a better way to say it. Um, but even if it was an accident you're now to your point earlier about the person who says girls don't like me. You are now thinking so much about what you want in your life that you see evidence that what you want in your life is coming. You, you, you recognize opportunities when you would, you might not have it before. Um, yeah. which is pretty awesome. I would say it's like someone who, um, is an antique collector or someone who collects a certain type of toys, right? Like certain antique toys or something like that or whatever. Um, you know, they're the ones who are because they're thinking about that all the time and that's their life and that's what they focus on. They not only have they done the, the the background to have the information, but like they'll be at a store and see something that a thousand other people would walk right by and just see no value in. Right. Right. Absolutely. My mom does that. My mom is an antique, like she collects antiques and stuff and we'll go really? to a, a yard sale or something and she'll pick something out and be like, oh, that's worth a couple hundred dollars. Ever right. I walked past and I thought it was a piece of junk. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Totally. But that happens in life all the time with opportunities and, and experiences. There's stuff and all that's around exactly, you. Exactly what it is. If you spend, so she, your mom spends your time knowing about antiques as an example. So if, if other people spend their time knowing about success and joy and love and laughter and connection and empowerment, um, then that's what they're going to see more often. And they'll see it when other people don't. Absolutely. So, so chapter two is be present, right? So yes. if you're here right now, you're not worried about the past. You're not worried about the future. You're just here for the moment of life. like what. And so we'll, then we'll take it back to the prologue. So what would it be like to create a person who is present? How would mm -hmm. a person who is present behave? If you find yourself worried about what someone else somewhere else thinks or something I might have said two weeks ago, an email I might have sent or what, or maybe that this isn't going to happen in time in the future. If any of the stuff is not is giving you stress or anxiety, right? And your body is, is physically telling you, I don't like this. Right. Um, we feel like life is happening to us. Instead, when we recognize that life is happening for us and we can be right here right now to appreciate the moment. And again, that takes practice as well. But once you start mm -hmm. to do it more often, man, those moments become so beautiful, <laughs> so powerfully wonderful. Uh, it sounds like even hearing myself say it, I feel like, oh, like I might have heard people say that before in the past and not necessarily. Oh, it's so, it, but it's so strange to, to I had a very big awakening last year of like I felt like I, you know, I've been practicing. Uh, meditation for a long time but like I was um very much like I don't know um not open I guess I wasn't really I felt like I thought I was open but I really wasn't and then you know I just had these series of experiences of being like profoundly present and and the universe is laying things out for me in in very like kind of funny humorous ways like these yeah. coincidences that would happen that just yeah. kept happening at such a frequency that it was like there is it can't be a coincidence that this is a coincidence. Like, like this. Right. And even if it is, that's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> like this is, this is amazing. And, and it starts to make you realize like, wow, everything is amazing. Like, and I would hear people say that and think, wow, that's dumb. Right. <laughs> or like, that's really so, though? yeah. Yeah. I'm like, but this and this and this and this and this. And then like, you know, like I obviously 
people have had it way worse than me. I've had it way worse than a lot of people though, also. Yeah. And if, if and I everybody's can on their unique journey. Go ahead. Absolutely. And you know, I literally six years ago was sleeping on a on pavement in Pittsburgh, staring at my change in front of me on on the on the pavement, not able to move because I was so drunk. Yeah. And like that was my life at one point. Yeah. And I've had all kinds of ups and downs since then. But like being able to say like everything, just the fact that I am sitting in a room right now talking to first of all this is incredible being able to talk to people over the internet like there's so many things to be grateful for that it's just insane the fact that the universe even came together to create these breathing conscious beings that we are like that's incredible like there's just so much to be grateful for and if you choose to say what if what would it be like if i was someone that's grateful for this kind of thing totally it's so crazy how gratitude yeah and that starts to create joy totally <laughs> uh, in fact, if once you're present and you're patient, all of a sudden, often joy will sneak in right behind it. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's actually, I think, somewhere there's a line from the book in there, something like that. But yeah, so then chapter three is be joyful, right? So mm-hmm. if you're here now, you're not worried about the past anymore. You're not worried about the future anymore. It's okay. And again, I don't say it's okay. Who am I to judge what anybody does, right? But I'm just saying it's in, from my experience and the presentation of this book would be that it's okay to think about the future and really to plan it with, with what you want it to be. It's just not to worry about the future doesn't serve you. But in any case, if you're here now, you're not worried about the past or the future. You're enjoying life. You know, how would you rather be feeling? Joy is, is a great place to start, right? I mean, what would it be yeah. like to create joy just for life itself? Um, and that's another thing that I've been – so, again, a lot of stuff I've just been doing with Dr. Joe is sitting in uh, – if you hear people, just be happy for life itself. Like it seems <laughs> – sounds almost cliche, like this weird thing that I didn't think I could actually right. get to, right? I really right, didn't yeah. – I'm like, okay – in fact, it's, even such a hard now, thing. It's, like, it's it's a hard thing sometimes to explain is like once you get there to be like, wait a second, how did I like if I heard someone say that a year ago or three years ago, 10 years ago, whatever, I would have thought they were crazy. I would have yeah. thought like, oh, good or for you like, for thinking that. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. welcome, you don't really welcome. see what life's really all about. Like, that's what I right. used to think. Um, yeah. And then once you're there, you're like, how could anyone not see how amazing this is? But yeah. also then it's trying to bridge that gap of connecting with people that maybe are not seeing life that way. Um, well, I think is you know uh, valuable to think about of how how do we bridge that you know one of the most fun parts of my personal kind of spiritual awakening and journey has been that again like you know I always feel like I'm I'm at a point where I'm this sounds ridiculous but I'm reached the peak or whatever I just got a level like, this, 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 <laughs> like I got it now I've I got it all figured right and then I level up at some point just by experiencing life and kind of going through whatever but when that happens like I'm always like. Like you hear, like to your point, you'll hear an expert out there or a guru or just somebody who's just had a lot of life experience in this area speak about different levels of, of you know, the now or just being grateful for life and different things. And you feel like you get it. Like, oh, yeah, I get that. Like, no, sure, I totally get course, that. Yeah. Oh, affirmations. Yeah, I get it. And then all of a sudden you get like, oh, like oh. this is what he was <laughs> yeah. talking about. Oh, sorry. I heard that like seven years ago and I still like really not until now did I really realize what, what you were I just saying. had that happen recently with non-duality. Someone discussing, you know, that the idea of separation is is an illusion, right? That we live in this yeah. dream of like separation and all of this stuff, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that sounds like nonsense to me or I don't understand it. I would like have this visceral reaction of like, that's not true because of these reasons. And right. then through just like a series of experiences and just greater understanding, realizing like how that is true. Maybe I don't agree with the way they explained it or something, but like, that's fine. And it's just like, oh, and, th- and then you're like, yeah, this is a really profound <laughs> level of understanding. I can't believe I went my whole yeah. life without getting this. 
Yeah. But, and then the more like sometimes it's funny. So this past weekend, I, my brother was over and uh, we were sitting on my deck and my wife was there. The three of us are just kind of hanging out, relaxing. Looking, and I just every once in a while, I just be like, man, I just love whatever. I just love my deck, man. I yeah. just love fish. I'm a big fan of the band Fish. We were listening to some fish. I was like, man, I just love fish. Like, and like, so throughout, my brother was there for a couple of days. And so throughout the weekend, every once in a while, I would just literally be sitting there. And I'd just be like, man. And as soon as I said that, like, they were like, oh, here it goes. What do you love now? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, what's not to love? Like, you know, it's, it's this yeah. it's funny place. Once you feel, once you, once, and really what it comes down to, this is not to even just sound hippy dippy. Like, once you practice creating love intentionally in your heart, like, that's yeah. the practice, like, that I've been working on really hardcore this year. And once you practice that so often, your body starts to actually do it on its own for no reason except for that you exist. Like, it's like this weird, it's like the, the yeah. having it actually happen on its own and then feeling it and feeling that joy and love for life, almost like you didn't create it. Um, you know, that's like, I think that's where the magic happens. And that's when you start to say, oh, like, okay, this is just, like, this is an option. Like, this is an, there, there's an option just to love life for, for, for the existence, for, for life itself. And once you start to do that, you start to appreciate other people's lives and other people's experiences on a whole different level. And you have new levels of empathy and understanding to where you can, it doesn't matter how they're behaving because whoever they are is exactly who they should be based on every single second of life they lived up until this moment. And my yeah. responsibility is to be the light that I want to see in the world in that moment and see how it is reflected. It's so, it's so contagious. You know, I talk about that a lot about how, how, you know, be the light you see in the world. People say that a lot and that's such an yeah. important concept. I think that it kind of gets lost for a lot of people in the kind of like, you know, woohoo-ness of sure. that phrase, yeah. right? Yep. But in a very practical way, if I go about my life uh, expressing joy and love and gratitude and empathy for people, that affects the people and interactions that I have. And in turn, totally. like where did I got that idea and those experiences from someone else that was having those ideas and experiences and sharing them and right. being pr brave and, and outward with those experiences, which once you get to a certain point, it's like impossible to contain yourself. Right. <laughs> it's but, like I've just seen the truth. It's the truth. Yeah. And then you have the <laughs> other side of things where, you know, you have negativity and pessimism and hatred and exclusion and all of these things. Those things are also contagious. For the people that there's like most people live somewhere in the middle of those two things. Yeah. Everyone exists somewhere on that spectrum. And it's it's kind of a weight that you it's it's an energy and a wave form in, it, in and of itself that like that light or that darkness that exists in each of us. And it's really which one we decide to feed with all of our intentions, our thoughts, our all of this different stuff. And then the experiences that we have are reflected in all of the people around us in a very practical way. Like you don't have to get into quantum physics even or the spirituality Ooh, of it. Yeah. Like exactly, like you can see how that practically is true. Yeah. Um, which is exciting because once you start to realize that it's like, oh, there is inherent value in working on yourself. Right, I can get something out of this. In the grand yeah. scheme of things, whatever I want to bring about in my life, whether I'm spiritual or not, if I focus on that, right, then that's what I'll get. Yeah, absolutely. Now you throw in some spirituality, some gratitude in the meantime, and it can't hurt, right? <laughs> sure, you're, yeah. Then you're going to get that too, right? It's funny because um, it seems inevitable that that's going to seep in in some way just because you start to realize how much you don't know and how much of your – what you thought was reality is just so wrong that it's like, okay, well, all of the, this other stuff that I just wrote off, maybe I shouldn't just write it off. Yeah, maybe, maybe there's an opportunity for, for growth. I'm, I'm working on, actually I'm working, I say that, but my, my, the concept for my next book, uh, the, the, I have the title, 
yeah. and the concept, and that's it. So, so the title is Mind the GAC. And the GAC, which is capitalized G-A-C-C, stands for Great and Constant Conversation with the Universe. So oh, nice. For, for me, like you know, the expression mind the gap, which is I don't know if you've yeah, right. in Europe at all. Yeah, yeah, mind the gap, right? So this is mind the gap. And so the gap is this concept that we are when we speak, when we talk, when we think, and life responds to us. Like it is not just to be a response, it is also for me then to respond with gratitude. And the more I start thinking about something, when I see that it it is showing up for me physically in physical form in life, for me then to recognize it as a form of conversation from life, from the universe. And now I create gratitude for it. I am then expressing, I'm retorting to the conversation, right? That that the universe has created by putting out this energy of gratitude. And then it's going to, then it says, oh, you like that. Okay. I heard what you said. Let me give you more things to be grateful for. And then you start to create gratitude. And it is this back and forth. It is like acknowledging, even if it's just acknowledging your favorite number when you see it or acknowledging different things that you pop up, whatever. For me, that's the gag. Like I always say, oh, I just had a really gacky moment right now. Something, something just happened. But it is a <laughs> whole concept, concept. Of, yeah. of creating and receiving. I think that, you know, um, when you are writing that book, let me know because uh, we'll stay in touch. And I'm, cool. I would be excited to, to read that. Yeah, to say the least. We've just, you know, talked about so many exciting things. And like you said, you know, we're having this literally like voicing this and putting this out into the universe in our own experiences. And the great thing about creating like, podcasts or whatever is that this content then reaches other people. Even if it reaches a yeah. hundred people, that's, uh, you know, that is being the light you want to see in the world. I mean, in a very and who knows who those hundred people are going to talk to based on this and that, or where they're going to get more information or whatever. And to be honest with you, it's like now, like this, this podcast can be heard for thousands of years, whatever. I'm just saying, you know, so right. yeah. literally in the grand scheme of things, if we think beyond ourselves, we think whatever, when historic people right now, people look at the Aztecs, what were they writing? What were they saying? What were they doing? Right. Whatever. It's like, listen, okay, we've got this digital content from these people back in 2020 when this pandemic was going on. What the heck were they talking about? But books too, like writing a book. I think that even probably has a longer longevity than most other, especially when you have it physically printed. Who knows? Like when someone, when you're an old grandpa and you die and like your grandkids, you're going through your stuff, they're going to find that book. I have a journal from my great aunt's son. You know, that's a physical thing. Like if it's incredible that, you know, something like that. And who knows? If it, maybe it'll go to a dump and no one will ever see it. But, you know, yeah. like to your point, no, you're communicating that, with the universe constantly. That was part part of my in writing this book. Like, I mean, I'm just not a regular author. I haven't like dreamed of being an author my whole life. It wasn't like, sure. you know, like I said, I don't even like to read a ton of books. Right. But it was just something I was like, OK, so I've got a nine year old and a six year old. And I was like, OK, so this is something that I can also leave them. They can have whenever they want to. And maybe their kids can have and maybe people long after I'm gone will find it. The right. You know, I believe when we talk about not caring what other people think and being your true self and uncovering, you know, the, the, the being that is within us and allowing it to, to really express itself as often as possible. I think you're, we will attract others that are looking for that or need that, or is part of their, their vibe. Right. And so this book, I know for a fact, it's for whoever it's for. And, and so just knowing that it'll find the right people when it's supposed to and how it's supposed to in itself is like, you know, my work is done here. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm the co-creator. I'm the, and that's the whole concept of life. Like we are the co-creators. We create, what we want if we, if we intentionally think about it and then allow this, you know, the, the, the higher intelligence to do the rest. But if we add gratitude and love and compassion for what we're doing and for others, um, it's, I don't know, it's a win-win. <laughs> it's a I think win-win it amplifies it, but I mean, even yeah. if it doesn't, yeah, like whatever, it's probably like, better that's way to the experiences that I want to continue to have. So thank yeah. you so much, Ryan. If someone on that note is interested in picking up your book, 
um, or learning more about you, where can they do yeah. that? So first of all, I mean, book is everywhere. They sell books, as they always say. You can find it on Amazon. <laughs> you can find it on barnesandnobles.com, whatever. You can find it anywhere like that. Uh, it's also for sale on my website. My website is ryanstanley.com. That's R Y A N. Right there. Yep, right. If you're watching right. the video. If you're not, then I just pointed. He has his website in the... <laughs> uh, ryanstanley.com. And uh, so you can buy a book from there. If you do, it'll come from me. It'll come signed. Uh, so that's A... Depending on my availability, which is starting to get less and less, but it might come with a complimentary session as well. But then also, listen, man, I mean, I understand that COVID has been a crazy, it's been a weird year for a lot of people and not everybody has extra cash that they, they feel like spending on books. Um, so if you want to right now, especially during COVID, you can get the book for free in like a PDF format. And so you just oh, go nice. to ryanstanley.com slash free dash ebook. Uh, and then you just download the PDF and you can... I mean, obviously, if you have the cash, I, I really prefer the physical copy. It's something small you can carry with you. You can take notes in it, that type of thing. It's quick and easy. It's a little sure. more fun than, than, than a big PDF to print out and carry around. Um, but I guess you could look it on your Kindle or whatever. But yes, yeah, so ryanstilling.com is just a place. And you can find all my social spaces. Great. Here. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I think we had such an amazing conversation here. Yeah, man. Again, like I said at the beginning of this conversation, I feel like we could talk for hours. But you know, people have, have to go on with their lives and uh, go build <laughs> the lives that they want to build. So... Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, man. I I really enjoyed the conversation as well. Thanks for sharing some time and space with me.